Real Life. We are here in the building with, I want to welcome my listening and viewing audience, our listening and viewing audience. We actually have in the flesh, Angel Saez in the building. How's it going? I'm, I'm so excited. We were just having a conversation about how excited we are to be uh, finishing up this three-part series. Also have my friend, brother, son, Adrian Padrath in the building. Grateful to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you, bro. Is this your, it's not the first podcast. No, absolutely not. But Second. Uh, I know you were really excited about being a part of the Fatherhood Podcast. Yeah, um, part three. Let's go. Yes, sir. So we have a lot to, man, discuss unpack put together dissect let's get into um, it um and you know the subject of you can never exhaust actually the 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 subject of fatherhood um i i've lived it firsthand not having uh, a dad in my life in the early years and i think we all have a story about our dads <laughs> right, right i don't think there's anyone here who does not have a story uh that they can add about fatherhood and uh i have to Speaking about fatherhood, I have to really just shout out my brother, Danny Garcia. I know he's going to be listening um, because he has had such a great uh, influence on me, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're doing this this podcast because right. we, we want our voices to be heard. We know that there's a lot of young men out there who who need help, you mm-hmm. know, who need mentoring. And having a mentor is important. And so Danny was a huge, my brother was a huge influence on me and he has helped me to become better like mm-hmm. a better man a better a better father and i love my brother danny so we shout love out danny, to danny. Too. shout out shout out to you danny man you're the best bro i appreciate you and so man we can like i said we can we can never exhaust this topic so when we first started out talking about fatherhood mm-hmm. in in the we we uh we said you know what we're gonna have to do three of these because there's a huge uh need we we did the motherhood series right uh, we did the motherhood podcast, and then the fatherhood turned into a three-part series. Right, and uh, the mothers may feel like, well, why did they get three and we got one? Well, there's a real need for fathers. Yes, there's a real vacuum in society. There's a real lack of men stepping up and leading their homes, and so we felt it needed. See, but that's the key right three there. Pieces. It's more men now stepping up than how it was back in the days. So even now, the changeover is, is great that you get young guys, even older guys who still lost, to hear this and say, you know what? I'm not the only one going through it then. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly why we're here. And you have a lot to talk about. So we're going to do our best to try to chop this up into segments because you have a very interesting life. Uh, you are an amazing father. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you for, you know, all you do, I see you have two beautiful kids, uh, Phoenix and Cash. And the fathers, the, the children are a reflection of that. You know, yeah. you see that in your kids. You see the work that you put into them. And they're just really amazing. Maybe we'll have them on the podcast one. <laughs> they could literally have their own podcast, bro. Yeah. It's so yeah, bright. Those two are their own show. Um, yeah, right. definitely. Um, amazing, those two. So you've done a great job being a single dad. And we'll get into some of that mm. because I know a lot of our listeners, they may be separated. Uh, who right. knows what kind of uh, personal situation that they're in with their ex or you know, yeah. going through a divorce or, or just have been an absentee father themselves and want to do better. Right. 
you know, those are going to be our listeners. See, those are the people you really want to hear. The guys who, it's not that the fact that, that they want to be absent. I want to say it's more like they don't know how to take that step to be a father. And that's why you're here, bro. You're going you're gonna to help <laughs> us walk through that. So I want to. I want to talk about the first time we met because I think first impressions are fun and they're interesting. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'll tell you my first impression of you and then you tell me your first impression of me. But I, the, the first time I saw Angel, the first time I met him, he walked into Bethlehem Church, which is uh, the church that we all attend. Right. Uh, that's our church family. And um, I remember seeing this dude walk in. How old are you now? I'm 42 so now. So at the time you walked in, you were what, 32? 30? No. <laughs> it's not was 10 it that years. long? It seems like 10 the, years. I think it's more like seven years. Seven years ago. Yeah, so you seven were, years ago. So seven years ago, you walk in and I see this guy, uh, young dude, right? And like, never saw him before. So I try to welcome people, you know, first time mm-hmm. guests, I'm assuming. See this dude with tats. I'm like, oh, this guy's a real one, man. Let me, <laughs> let me go say what's up to this guy. So I, uh, I walked right up to you. You were sitting on the left side, I think, in the front. You had in your Bible room. in your hand. Yep. And I just gave you a pound. I, I introduced myself. You told me your name was Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was what was your first day like? Well, it was funny because um, I want to say a few days before that, my kids had attended the um, summer program. Yes. And it was one of the ladies gave us a flyer. So I said, oh, it's right around the corner. Why not? They actually came home. <clears throat> excuse me. They actually came home for three days straight after that and was saying, Dad, they got Wednesday night prayer. You should go. This is nice. There's good people there. Look at that. So yeah. I said, you know what? Let me try it out. Let me see. And the first Wednesday I went, it felt like, and it was a lot of people there, but it felt like a spotlight was on me when the pastor was mm. preaching. And it was stuff that he was speaking on that actually was going through, going on at that time. Wow. And then I'll never forget, he comes running down the aisle. Hey, hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, who is this guy? Is Hold this on. Clown? I don't know him. Who is this guy? So then he goes, hey, my name is JG. But boom, he, he extends his hand. So I was like, okay. Seems like it's a nice spot. You know, like everybody greeted me on my way out. Even coming in, though, it was a lot of good words being said. And that's. It's sad to say it's rare that you see it, like genuine, genuine people just reaching out yeah. to you that don't know you. Right. Usually, if you walk in, somebody looking at you like, oh, God, who this? <laughs> right. Check him. That's you might so, have a weapon. That's <laughs> you so know? true, bro. It yeah, is. It matters how, how people receive you. You're right, right. So you were received well. And then you stayed, and you've been in Bethlehem, yeah. and now you're, man, you're a leader in so many ways. You're, you're on the usher team, on the security team. You're serving. You, whatever needs to be done, you get it done. Can I tell you something? It was because what I went through for with my kids that it was a it was a crucial moment in my life. And I want to talk about that. Right. I'm glad you brought that up. It was a crucial moment in my life where I had a choice. So you know how they say you get to that fork in the road? Mm. Yes, sir. One way is one way, the other way is the other way. Choose your path. So I had a path to choose. And I wanted and my promise at that time to God was if I'm able to get my kids, I want to do better by you. So what happened was when I finally got custody of my kids, um, yo, it's weird how it happened because I called my father and was like, hey, pops, I need to talk to you. He said, come to New York right now. I said, I'll be out there Saturday because I was working that Friday. So I shoot out 
And it was like, I know people are going to think this is weird, but it felt like God already set word that your mm-hmm. son going to need you. You need the open space. You know what I mean? It's weird how it all yep. happened mm. because I didn't even get out what I was going through before. And I'm shouting out my father and his wife. Yeah. Anna, they wonderful. They already had a plan that leave the kids here, get them in school. You're going to finish your job and then come come out here once you're done. Wow. And that shocked me. So I said, you know what? I prayed on. I said, God, if this is what you want, this is how it's going to be done. Because you were coming from Connecticut. From Hartford, right? Connecticut. Okay. Yes. And um, at that time that I was leaving Connecticut, I was on the edge of either going to jail for a very long time, hurting somebody. Wow. So it was good that I actually moved away. And I had a guy, um, one of my mentors at my job. I'll never forget him. His name was Samuel. He used to come up to me every day and he could tell just my facial expression something's wrong yeah so he will come every day without saying nothing to me at first drop a note mm. read that later every note was a scripture and then wow look at that one night i must have like been out of it at work and he seen it and he says do me a favor he said you might not go to church right now but go in front of a church i don't care what church it is go in the front of it park your car in front of the church and cry out to God. He said, you do that, something's going to happen. I'm looking at him like, he's bugging. What's this guy talking he's about? He's bugging. So I'm like, that don't work. And then I had got, <laughs> yo, I'm, listen, I was going through it. So then I had, um, I had got word that something went wrong. And I didn't know what else to do. And the frustration got to me. So I remember this clear as day. It was like pouring down rain and thunderstorm. And I parked, I stopped at a stop sign, pulled over, and I parked, and I just let it out. Come on. Look to the right of me, there was a church right on the right of me. I actually did what he said without even thinking about doing it. Mm-hmm. The very next day, I got a call, hey, come get your kids. And I was like, what? Whoa. They said, come get your kids. I'm like, nah, the court said, no, come get them. You're good. I ran. <laughs> yeah, I ain't even packed their bags. I snatched them from where they was at, took them home, and then from there, that's when I said, I went to my friend Samuel that day, and I said it worked. And he looked at me, and people were looking at us because in the cubicle areas, you know, everybody could hear what you're saying. So, and I said, "Yo, it worked." And he was like, "You look a hundred times better." He said, "So now, what's your next step?" I said, "I don't know yet." I got to leave it in his hands and see what's what's the next move. And he said, that's your next move then. And I was like, what you mean by that? He was like, you can't, you don't know what's in front of you. Only God does. So if you follow what you're saying, what God is telling you to do, doors are going to open. And just like that, bro, Man. doors started opening. Doors sideways, front, back. It was just like, which option you're going to take? And that's miraculous, bro, because I, having dealt with the court system in the city and criminal, you know, family mm-hmm. court and criminal court, very rare for a father to get the full custody. Right. And it's very, very rare. You're always like the bad guy. No, we're, listen, we're, we're always the bad guy. Like, what is this guy doing here? Like, the judge that gave me full custody of rare. my kids, yeah. he stood up. 
he stood up and said, I got to commend you. And he clapped. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, what is going on? It's like out of a film. Right. Right. Talking to me, bro. And he's like, it's not too many fathers like you that will step up and say, no, my kids are not going there. They come in with me. Right. This is it. Because I'm not, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I was high every day, drinking every day. I wasn't right. But when they said, hey, we took your kids, I went cold turkey off wake everything. Up, it's a wake up it was call, a wake up right? call. Yeah. Do I let the system take my kids and God knows where they go? Or do I sit here and fight for my kids? And we talked about that in the last podcast, how there's a leadership vacuum in the home. If 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 a father just stepped up and led, how would and that led, change the right, world? Right. And you're changing the world of your two children and their children and their children to come. Like it is a it is. It's a, an eternal impact, bro. It's huge. Can I be honest? You know, I'd beginning. rather you lie, but no. I mean, if you want to <laughs> Well, I'm going to be honest because <laughs> right, 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 right. when you said earlier, um, you know, you do an amazing job, and I said, thank you, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what that means. Sometimes you, on, only because I see what people, like, you see what other people see. For instance, what you do behind the camera work, right? When you took the pictures of us, amazing job i was like yo that's so dope adrian did good he got us looking like we a million bucks <laughs> yo it's on my screensavers at right, the computer right. but it's like other people see what you don't see mm. so i couldn't see i like i still fight with that like i right. i know i'm a great father i know what i'm i know I'm, I'm doing good because you know my kids are healthy my kids are smart um they could fend for themselves they could cook at a young age so i know i'm in the right track but sometimes i'm gonna be honest it feels of like course. i'm failing mm-hmm. you of know course. what i mean so that's why the way the church came into our lives mm-hmm. it was a blessing because even though their mother wasn't there we had women step up and fill that spot so my right. kids was never they never i'm a i could say they never they never um lack, had lack of love mm because of the woman in the church yeah it's powerful family coming together family coming together and that's why i do all the things i do for the church it's because it's not it's not like i'm obligated it's more like it's an honor you know what i mean like god you've done so much that's the key giving back come on i just want to serve i just want to whatever you want me to do however you want me to do it bro so now you grew up in in connecticut in harford yes in harford connecticut so just to kind of backtrack a little bit we'll get more into the, the mm. fatherhood capacity which i mean i could i could listen to you talk all night bro because <laughs> what you're doing for your kids is is amazing and yeah we do sometimes feel like we fall short but yeah just i think i told you this a while back like mm-hmm. just you being there huge impact right because i'm a dad bro have two right. girls like i know what it's like ah uh, could have done this i should have said right. that but the fact that your presence is there, right. huge impact. Because I didn't have that. Right. So keep it up, bro. You're doing amazing. No, it's people like you, um, Brother Bob, Grandpa Carlito, Bob. Grandpa Bob. Y'all like my mentors. Especially Brother Bob. Only because, like, he's so straightforward with what he want to tell you. And he f- really feels like Grandpa Bob. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He's, he's, like, he gives you that aura, like. You he's know, such a role model to so many. Right. Yeah, he's he's another one that man. We have to the list on this podcast is growing <laughs> interview list. 
But shout out to Grandpa Bob, man. He's he's an amazing man. Eighty two right. years old and still moving strong. Always early, Always. setting the example. Never late. Never. First one to open the doors every Sunday. First one there every Wednesday. And always kind. Always, always. kind. And and can we say he's fly, bro? I mean, nah, that, he's definitely bro. The he's car, bro. He's in a league of his own. The whip. <laughs> that's that's the it. threads. That's the threads, as he would say back in the day, the threads. He looks. He's all around just a great guy, man that, of God. That's man the of God. that's the young grandpa. Yeah, top to bottom, man of God. Yeah. So let's rewind a little bit, and we'll mm-hmm. get Adrian. Adrian will uh, pick up on some. I know he has some really good fatherhood questions to ask you, <clears throat> being a single dad. And yeah, um, your upbringing. I know um, growing up in in Hartford. I know you were exposed to a lot of uh, violence. Yes, uh, street gang, whatever. Yep. What is there one thing that you can share that um, you know maybe you would have done differently? Maybe hit a rough patch. And you would say, you know what? If I could just do that again, if you can share it, like if I could just no, do that definitely. one thing over, man. Like, I, one thing I, I could I say, do that again. I wish I would. It was more like I wish I would have done. So okay. even in the mix of like growing up from Nutton Court projects in Hartford, the mix of it was in my um tenth tenth grade year, I um actually was given a scholarship to play football for um a upstate new york team oh, wow. college wise wow and because i was more loyal to my friends and to the streets then look at that hmm. i let that opportunity go by and sometimes i do think like what if you know what i mean like i don't regret my life because then i probably wouldn't be the man i am of today course. but yeah what if right. what if i did take that path would my family have been in the struggle still? Where, how far would I would have gone? Would I have been the shortest NFL player <laughs> running the how ball? I don't know. How different would things How different be? life would have been. But now, why did you not? What what kept you specifically? Like Helping uh, ex- my mother, Acceptance bro. from friends? Uh, nah, it was, more, just, it was more of helping my mother because my mother was a single mother, five boys, one girl. Um, when my two older brothers went to jail... I seen I seen the hard times. I seen the struggle. I seen her trying to put a meal together. I seen her go days with her feeding the kids and she not eating. Mm-hmm. So it was like, how can I let my mother just hang out like that? So at the age 14, I'm already in the streets and I'm like, Ma, look, I found some money. She didn't. At first she was she bought it. You found money? Yeah, I found the yeah. wallet, like $300 in it. How that? Yeah, and wow. hey, I found another one. But after the fourth one, she and was another like, one. How many wallets? Yeah, how many wallets? How did you? How lucky find are you? this? <laughs> right, right. How where, where are you walking? Where are you? I'm that walking. Wow, wow, crazy. But wow. seeing my mother struggle, it be it. It's like you make a choice in your life. Do you want to be the man of the house, or do you want to keep struggling? And I couldn't see the struggle. So you said mom was single. Single, yes. How would a dad have reshaped that, do you think, Oh, looking back? Well, back then, I knew the relationship between her and my father wasn't good. So it was a blessing he wasn't around, I want to say. I, it's it's going to be weird. I'm going to do it from a different angle. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was kind of like a blessing because it was more like if them in the room together, 
who's going to jail today? You mm. know what I mean? Well, like I don't know how that would have worked out. What if? What if he was a like a healthy father? It's a good question. Like how he is today, I think that would have made a big difference. Because back then, he didn't know God. And then when he finally found who God was, my father was so excited that he was trying to bring everybody to God. But the wow. rebellions of the other saying, I'm not changing my life. Mm. I like the parties. I like to get high. I like to drink. I like to mm. run around with my friends. Why would I change that? You know what I mean? How so, that impact you personally when you saw that your dad had this? At first, I didn't like it. Change. Only because I remember coming out to visit him, um, him dressing us up, forcing us to go. Back then, church was different. I right. mean, you, you see daylight as you go in the night when you come out. So it was different. But didn't know then what I know now. Back then, he planted a seed in me. You know what I mean? So that seed, it just took a while to get the water it needed to grow. So, and it was weird because like at one point when I was like around 15, I was in a very bad patch, like mm. losing money, losing friends, um, going through some stuff. And never forget, a white couple came up to me. New, new, what was the name of the church? New um Testament, the New Testament. And they was like, oh, we, we just reaching out to the kids in the neighborhood. Um, We want to see if y'all want to come and do this. How old were you at that time? I was 15. Okay. So I turned around and I was like, you know what? Let's go. My, my younger brother, the one that's under me, not the younger one, but the one that's under me, he, um, he ended up coming with me. So it was like nighttime we had church. Daytime, we on the streets. It was two worlds we was living. Wow. But then after a while, it became more like, I need to be in the streets more because I'm not making the money I should be making. And then, you know, to me, God got this way of saying, okay, I gave you that door. You shut that door. Now you got to feel the wrath of that. And I remember the first time I went to jail scared the living life out of me because the judge wanted to throw the book at me i was looking at anywhere from 15 to life first wow. time getting arrested bro because of the amount of drugs was found on me you're a walking miracle bro bro he the judge did not like i was in his town in rockville connecticut it was oh, crazy oh man i'm looking at him i ain't know what to personal do. he took it real personal oh snap and that just shows how miraculous it is that you have your kids, bro. Right. Wow. Right. It's crazy. <sighs> but it's funny because the day he was supposed to sentence me, I mean, like, this is the most I prayed in years. So I'm praying, praying, praying. And I'm just Of course, like, something I'm, bad happened. Right. It, right. God, this is my last time. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but I remember um, right before I was turning 16, um, the day he was supposed to sentence me, a new judge came in. My lawyer came to the back. You got to take the plea today. And I'm like, why? He was like, you're going to get five years. I'm like, I don't want to do no time. He said, did I do that? Or you're going to wait for the other guy to come back. And I took the five and ran. Oh, a week or two later, the judge that wanted to sentence me 
brought me back to court. And I'm thinking I'm getting like, so like they got a holding place. So when you get transferred to the other jail, once you sentence, they move you. So I'm thinking I'm being moved to a jail. They called me. They said, oh, you going to court? I'm like, I don't got court. The judge brought me all the way back to court just to tell me how mad he was that I took the time I took. What? And my lawyer was looking at the judge like, I don't think this is legal. Like, wow. I don't think you could be doing this. Right. But the judge went, really wanted to give me the time that he wanted to give he me. He had it out for you. He had bro. it out. Like, my first time getting caught with anything, he, I, like, I was trying to use what they call YO, like your first youth offense. Youthful offender. Right. You call, you know that because you're yeah. ex cop, right? Yeah. So, like, you use that and they're supposed to get you, like, a lesser time or well, a program yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah. He didn't want none of that. Like the friends I got caught with, they was all on bracelets. They already home. They already JDs. know what they doing. JDs. Me, juvenile, right? Delinquent. And then he turned around, and I was. They couldn't move me until I became seventeen, and they wanted to bring me to the other jail. And instead of me going to like the youth jails, I he said no. His crime is an adult crime, and they sent me. They flung oh. me straight into adult jail. Wow. Bro, it's crazy. A lot of stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of stuff that happened moved me to where right. I am today. And uh, so fast forward. So now you're a dad. Well, I'm at dad of three. Because remember, I got the oldest that one. That is correct. Yes. Right. So it wasn't until my first child, my daughter, her name is Azaria Sayas. Um, It wasn't until she came into my life that everything had to come to a stop. Shout out to Azaria. Shout out to Azaria. Yeah. I always call. I always tell her that she hates when I say that. They have a way you're my of, lifesaver. Oh <laughs> man, wow, it's beautiful. Well, it's bro. the truth. No, it's truth. Yeah, they have a way of changing you, man. Yeah, for the better. You know what it's like to look at you being a male in jail, and then you seeing all the things guys in there for. Let alone them calling home, how they talking to the girls they talk to. I got a daughter on the way. Yeah. I went in at that time. My girl was pregnant. I came home, my daughter was three. Wow. I missed a portion of her life I ain't want to miss. Wow. Because I always told, me and one of my friends, Jermaine Williams, Fats, we call him. Me and him always said growing up, if we have kids, we're going to do better than our fathers. And we kept to that. I had my first child. I came home. Wow. Things change. You know how I know things change? I remember the first time I went to jail, came home. And a friend of mine see me. He haven't seen me in a while. He goes, hey, um, when did you get home? I said, today. He said, how long? I said, I'm no more than two hours. I'm home. He took a thing of drugs, threw it at me. It hit my chest, hit the floor. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him. I'm like, what's this? Hey, bro. He's like, oh, no, that's for you to get on your feet. Don't worry about it. Don't give me nothing for me. Get on your feet. Man. <laughs> but this is the time I grew up in, right. like, you know. And then oh, man. that younger me. Funny, but it's not. Right. But the younger me said, well, I know how to make that kind of money. And stupid me took it. And then it wasn't until the, my daughter was born that when I came home, I did things differently. I didn't tell nobody when I was coming home. I had my brother, Eric, mail me clothes to the jail I was in, which was in Fort Dix. I was in the feds at this time. Um, and I came home. To a halfway house and this is the weird thing they gave me 16 hours to get to the halfway house from jersey to connecticut i was there 
10 hours early. Mm. The people at the program was like, you know, guys usually You're go different. out. <laughs> right. They were like, guys usually go out. They come at the, uh, like, we always see them come in late. Why are you here so early? And I was being honest. I said, if I go that way, I'm not coming back this way. Hmm. Whoa. You, so, knew, you knew yourself. Right. I just did five years in the feds. I got five years to life hanging over my head because of my career criminal status. And you just wanted to fly straight. And I just wanted to see my daughter. Man. So I know age has some some burning questions. Thanks for sharing all that, bro. Yes. Thank I you, appreciate bro. it. Appreciate it. Crazy powerful. Yeah. So we're familiar with the twins. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think like seven years. So yeah. They were definitely a lot smaller when we first. Definitely, definitely. And um, so were they born at the same time? Is that the kind of twins they are? Or? No, they're um fraternal twins. So my son was born at 759 and my daughter was born at 801. Two minutes apart. Wow. They fight to this day about that. Who's older? That's so cool. Man. Do you feel like obviously your heart has expanded even more? Oh, definitely. I have more like, I'm. Not, you know what? I'm not gonna be afraid to say this. I became more sensitive. Do it, to man. Just let it thing. out, bro. Yeah, like yeah, I love you, know, you, man. I love you. I'm I love not you too. To say I love you know you. what it is? Is that we as men we grow up with this wall that we can't like, bro. Anybody can tell you. My family, ask, you can ask any of them. Have they seen me cry? They'll look and have to really think. Hmm. I don't think I ever seen them cry, but I. Do it behind closed doors when nobody is around. But now I have no problem sharing my emotions. Like, I don't know. Since having kids, I became more vocal with my family as far as saying, like, I love you to my brothers. I love you to my sisters. As before, we used to be like, right, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a beautiful thing. Wow. Right. That's beautiful. Now we all call each other. We text each other more. Every hang up is I love you or... If, like, if I travel to Connecticut and then I come back home, they'll be like, yo, you got to let me know you got home. You know what I mean? More like a check-in to let me know you checked yeah. in at home. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you find yourself even trying to protect them and guide them in a different direction than you went or, like, in age-appropriate ways? Yes. And, all right, so, for instance, um, like when I try to do things differently as far as like the church goes, right? So when I said earlier, my father tried to force us into church and he made us, you know, like a little rebellious. I kind of do things differently. Well, only because Bethlehem is such a special place. And I'm not just saying that because I go there, but no, it, it's is. Special, it is right. Cause like the love that, that you receive when you there makes you feel like family from beginning. And not only that is is the fact that it's so it comes from so many different ways. Like I have some of the older ladies; they don't even say my kids. They be like, "How are my kids doing?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, they good." <laughs> like, I ain't know you had them, but all right. <laughs> but you know that that just goes to show the love that's in the church, and that's something that I want my kids to see. That even you, even though you have blood that loves you, that don't mean that people outside of your blood don't love you. So that's one of the things I had to learn because like even growing up, I didn't want to make new friends. Hmm. Like the friends I had, I'm good with. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> like that was it. 
I grew up with them. That's it. We 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 riding this one out. And to this day, it went from having multiple friends like that to having maybe a handful. One of my best friends, Jermaine Williams Fat, me and him always stay in contact. Hmm. Like when my mother passed, That's that very was my rare. brother. That's yeah. Rare, rare, rare. Yeah, I tell him all the time if even though we're not blood related, that don't mean we're not brothers. You know right. what I mean? Like that's the kind of bond we have. Is he in New York? No, he's in Connecticut. He Connecticut. lives in Connecticut. So I'm pull up to BC, bro. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to get him there. Man, Jay to BC. <laughs> Need a man like that. <laughs> he's a good dude. He's a good. He, he, loyal. Know, yeah. Very loyal. Um, it's rare that you even have that anymore. But that's some of the things I want to teach my kids. It's like. You can't trust everybody. You know what I mean? You got to, it's good to keep people, I want to say, in an arm length. You know what I mean? Like, hi, how you doing? Okay, cool. But don't go into details of what your life is like unless you really know that person. You know what I mean? Yeah, trying to build a bridge. Right. Yeah. That's wisdom. There's a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah. Yeah, I find it incredible with them. Obviously, I see them sometimes at the apartment (laughs) and how they're so friendly with the other kids. Yes. Even there. And after a year of, you know, 2020 and 2021, right. where you hear all these reports of kids isolating mm-hmm. and then becoming even more closed or whoever was social is no longer social to see them still being joyful, still mm-hmm. being friendly when we visit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a testament to how you're raising them because it's right. definitely not that way across the board. Right. And this, and this, again, I can't stop thinking this church enough. BC, man, is mm. you got like brothers Ernie and them who does the Royal Rangers. They reach out to my son. You know what I mean? And then you got some of the other young, the little girls that all was in that group upstairs, you know, like with the social media and with the games that they play now, like that's how they stay connected. So even though me and some of the parents like every once in a while, hey, y'all come over here, have dinner, so we'll go to their house. They let the I let the kids spend the night with them. I try to show them, you know, like we don't have to be afraid of something. If it's God's will, if this is right. gonna happen, guess what? We can't say nothing or do nothing. It is what it is. But we gotta make sure the same people that's reaching out to us, we're reaching back out to show them love and show them that we care for them. That's powerful, bro, because obviously in church, we all sing songs like we don't have any fear and if God's for us, who can be against us? But when they actually see you moving forward in life, still gathering, still wanting to reach out to people, it shows them, hey, dad actually doesn't have any fear. Right. And we actually do trust God through all of this and we don't have to come out the other end of this more depressed and more lonely and more right. afraid. Right. Because you know what it is, too, though? Um, growing up, right, when you don't have that person to talk to or somebody you don't got that trust into doing it with, right, you kind of, like you said, become isolated. You don't you be, you get this shield around you. Hmm. As far as my kids go, like, we had these conversations sitting around the dinner table. Even though I was still working during the pandemic, I made sure I was home at night to sit and have dinner with them. 
Then I asked them how their day was going. They asked me how my day was going. And we kind of like break everything down. But then I also have to have that one-on-one with them to say, hey, listen, if you're not comfortable with talking to me, here go your aunt, your uncle. Here go your friend. Here go this person. Here go that person. Like, we'll go down the list. That's beautiful. And then that way they could say, you know what? My father never was really like, I don't want you talking to that person. Or I don't want you. Mm. Like, he let us be open. You know what I mean? To what we do. Like, even now, it's hard for me to trust them 100% with the phones. Right. But I try to give them that. Um, how I want to say. I just want to give them that that comfortability that I don't, I'm not going to violate your your privacy. Whatever conversation you have with your friend, you have it. I'm just praying that it's a good conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's that's one of the battles as a father yeah. that you got to put up with. like, Especially yeah. in this world with uh, our devices, man. Bro, I work on social media, so I understand. Right, right, you know, right. Tough. Different things that are out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the questions that I had for you with regards to social media is we're in such a perception is everything yes you know like what people perceive of us right and you being a father giving identity to your kids mm-hmm. rather than whoever they they are talking to or right. the messaging that they're seeing online giving mm-hmm. them identity um you again like what jg said you being present makes all the difference right it does it does a lot like for instance what we was talking about off camera with the tiktok so how that all started was one day my daughter was watching the TikTok. I watched some of the videos. I'm like, you know, that looks kind of fun. It was during a pandemic thing where you really had nowhere to go now. So I think we made like one or two videos together. Then we had um, my daughter friend Paris come over and I said, you know what? We're going to do a movie TikTok. And they was like, what you mean? So we're going to do, do a three-part scary movie. <laughs> and then it just gradually grew from there. So now my kids are like, oh, my father makes funny TikToks when he wants to. Right. There was one where I sat them all down and we started, like, one would go this way, I would go that way. And then it just became a thing. <laughs> so, like, that, them seeing that part and then me and having to show them the ugly side of it, too. Because one thing you don't want to do is tell them, don't do that without the explanation. Mm. And that's something as a father or any parent, whether there's two parents at home or one parent, that's something that we all have to learn. We can't just say no without the explanation. My parents used to tell me no, and I'm like. Why? Because I said so. Right. What you mean I can't? <laughs> what you mean I can't jump off this roof right. and land on that car? Whoa. So what is a brand new car? What right. car is it? Not my car. Right. Jump down, boom, they hood is in, I get in trouble. Oh, wow. You know, you can't tell them no. You got to explain to them so they could get an understanding. And that's what it comes down Communication to. Is so Communication key. is key. Communication is key. They say it's key in a relationship, but it's key in throughout life. Hmm. So if like you can't sit and have a conversation with your kid, how are you going to know what they're feeling? Like you have to not only have the com- the right, I'm, mean, you don't only have to communicate, but you also gotta open your mind up. You know what I mean? Like you gotta have that open mind. If my daughter came to me and said, "Oh, daddy, I like this boy, but he ain't like me," I can't just go down and be like, "What you mean like a boy?" and do the Bart Simpson. Right. Talk, talk, <laughs> talk. Right. You know. 
I got to hear her out. Hear her out, yeah. Why you like that boy? So where'd you learn all these skills, these fatherhood skills? Is it because of what you lacked and you wanted to see? Like you said, you and your boy said, I want to be better, or is it? That's about 60% of it. Like, what I didn't have growing up, Mm. right? My mother did it, but then as a guy, there's some things you can't talk to your mother about. Correct, right. You know what I mean? You need that, right? A lot of things. A lot of You need things. that man. Right. 94.7%. Right. So thank God that I did have, have older brothers. My brother Jason, who's the oldest. My brother Eric after him. You know, like, they was the ones that kind of, like, molded me. Hey, look, this is the consequence of this. Boom, boom, boom. They kind of guided me. And then when they went to jail, it was left up to me to guide my little brother boat. Me and him hung out so much, I didn't look at him as, like, my little brother. Mm. That was my equal. We was boys. We was friends more than we was brothers. And that sounds crazy, but that's how it was. Mm. And then as we got older, like, even now, I have friends like, hey, you're always putting stuff up about church. So what? Like, if you don't like it, unfriend me. But I'm going to show why I love what I do. Right. And then I always hit them with the deny me in front of your friends and I would deny you in front of my father. Hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's like I'm not trying to hide What's who to hide? I was, yeah. who I am. What's right? Like, I love God and I'm not yeah. afraid to say that to nobody. Right. Right. Everybody should know that. And if they don't, they can learn the day. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's just and that's something I want. I'm, I'm trying to express to my kids. It's awesome, bro. You could love God and not feel ashamed. Hmm. You know what I mean? And that's something that they're getting and they're running with it. That's beautiful, bro. Bro, I love it. They be at, like, when everything was up and going, they'll be at school bragging to their teacher how they got the Bible quiz coming up. We got to go up here, go against these kids, boom, boom, boom. Like, stuff like that, what the church does, like, thanks to Sister Carol and all of them that does that, because that also helps build their character. That also shows them, um, like, don't be afraid to go somewhere and be you. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't try to be like them. Be like you. Don't. So true. If you see this kid jumping off the rails over here, don't do that. Because you know the consequences behind it. Mm. Be you. You like to sit and, in the corner and yeah. make jokes? Do that. And it builds their confidence. Yeah. Right. Right. Big time. Big time. Big time. And their grades improve. I know. I've Big heard that time. over yes. and over again. Yes. All the stu- good study habits they learn. One of the biggest things that I love the most was is that my kids could tell you scriptures and give you the vi- the verses and where they're reading them from and i couldn't even do that at the age well that spoke so many volumes to me yeah that let me know this is this is it you know what i mean because even now like you said we're not perfect i pray to god every day like god get me back focused get me back to where I want to be. And then I'll be lying if I say, yo, I didn't yell at my kids. I do. But sometimes I have to bring them back and apologize to them. Because one thing that nobody should ever feel like um, is, that, is that they're alone doing this. Right? Because I'll be lying if I said if I was alone. Hmm. Because God put people in your life that you need at that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there's a purpose why you came into my life, why Ruben came into my life, why you came into my life, because at that moment I got something from y'all. 
I got like, I don't have to act like this. I could be me. I'm cool like that. So what would you say to these young guys um, along those lines, you know, that may be listening? Because this is far reaching, bro. This this yeah. podcast I know is going to be global. I know people are going to be listening around the country. I know people are going to be listening in jail. Talk to that young that young man in maybe who's who's on lockdown right now, maybe who just got out and he's got his whole life in front of him. He's got a couple of kids that he needs to take care of. One of the talk to that guy. One of the best things I think I could say is um talking and reaching out. Like I said earlier, we as men, we become the shell, right? So it's easier for a woman to express their feelings on how they don't like some, how they like some. For men, it's more harder. But like in my group, what helped me out is the guys I grew up with that became fathers before me. We nobody was perfect in the beginning, but now if you look at where they at in life, mm. you'll be like, "How you get there?" Mm. One of my friends got eight kids, and all of them are in his life. Wow. Bro, that speaks volume because he's a few years younger than me. That's impressive. Impressive young dude doing what he got to do for his kids, right? It's the fact that he wasn't afraid to. Like, if he ran into a jam, call somebody and be like, yo, how do you handle this? Because nobody could give you the answer. They could just give you examples. Well, that happened. That's what I did. And it's up to you to receive it and then make something of it. That's like if somebody came up to me and was like, God is good. Why is God good? How I, know, how, how I don't know that? I have to reflect on what I've been through. Hmm. I've been hmm. shot at I've been stabbed I've been locked up But yeah I'm still here hmm. I've lost my mother I've lost best friends To gun violence Drugs I lost uncles Aunts But yet I'm still here smiling Because I've seen what God do Or can do hmm. Hmm. Like when, my, when um, they said To my mother that she only had a few months to go She got baptized she accepted God. She fought for two and a half something years before God called her home. And that right there showed me that you can't give up. You got to fight. How you how, like you can't just give up. How can you give up? Especially when you got little ones coming up. Because even now I had to learn how to. And, and I did all this by asking other people. What did you do for your kids? And that's how I learned how to do life insurance, um, saving money in an account, opening their accounts, put money in there, saying that they can't touch that till they're 18. So that way they can have a start in life. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, learning how to do, um, what's that, 401k. Like, I, this is stuff that I've, like, I pick people's minds. I see where they're strong at. How you got that? I want to know. This is what I did. I'm not going to follow a step-by-step booklet, but I'm going to make it work for me. And one of the biggest things is that I had to learn. And that I think other guys will have to learn is that you can't live through the eyes of society. Like you can't live trying to be what you are, what That's you are. right wow. there. Right. Yeah. You got to live for you. You people don't understand that. 
excuse me, um, you gotta you gotta make life work for you. So if you came around me and you got like this big five hundred dollar chain on, this that, and I'm looking like, man, he look good. How you get that? That's not for me. You know what I mean? You might have a bigger house, a bigger car, a better car. That's not for me. What works for me works for me. And that's and that's that road that people get confused with, with society. Oh, they look at Instagram like, oh, look how they doing it. But, 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 but you don't know after that camera go off what they going on behind that house. Come on. Behind them yeah. screens, what's going on? You got to live your life. You that's, know what I mean? That's a whole different podcast right there. <laughs> but that's some good practical stuff, bro. Live your life. You know, get, life. get mentors. Surround yourself with people right. that can give you wisdom and help you right. with things, practical things that you want to learn about. And open your mind and heart up to God. That's the Bro. key. The key is God. The key is yeah. God. The key is God. I think that's the name. It's a fact. Fatherhood part three. <laughs> the key, the key, is, key is, God. is God. The key is God. Wow. I remember a conversation that we had, uh, one of many, mm-hmm. where I know God had impacted your life so much um, when your mom went to be with the Lord, your mm-hmm. mom. And I just know Jesus wrecked you through all that. I know that because right. you've shared that with me. And then... I remember one time we were talking about hanging out with the family and, and then illegal activities that were going yes. on and how um, you have felt, uh, I don't know if it, it was that you felt uncomfortable or they, they didn't want you around when they were doing those things. I was things, more me things. uncomfortable. Right. And I was like, yo, bro, just go, man. You said sit in the smoke. Man. Sit in the smoke, bro. <laughs> Just be with them, bro. In the smoke, not in the, sit. And right, smoke. right. Not sit no, and not, smoke. Yeah, Correction. in the yeah. smoke. Yeah, right, make right. sure you say that right. But no, <laughs> now it became to a point where, like, if I came around, they, it, you know, like, we don't have to do that right now. Let's do other things. Let's cook out. Let's have family time. Let's sit around and joke. So it, that kind of worked. See, but that's what I'm saying. You came in and you gave me that, and I ran with it. And I said, you know what? Let me try. Let me see what happens. And your relationships improved. Like God, here's God impacting you. And now your whole family is different. The dynamic of your family. Big is difference. Yes. Different, bro. Big difference. Because me and my older brother had a little fallout. And this past um, summer, um, 4th of July, was the first time we I went to his house in a long time. We sat down. We ate. And I thought to myself, and it's funny because I was supposed to have been upstate new york in a cabin somewhere but right. something happened so i ended up with family but it became one of my best vacations to hang with nieces and nephews and my brother i hang with them in so long that's beautiful it felt man. right it felt good and, and that's having a a real impact on your family and how you know people have their uh impressions of you know church people sure. religion yeah. blah 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 yeah. but one thing they know you're still angel. You I'm haven't changed. Angel. If no. anything, you change on the inside, not yes. on the outside. Yes. You're still angel, but they I can, got a bigger heart now. I'm gonna yeah, see. a bigger heart. And they can see what literally what Jesus has done inside of you. And right. And you know how the pastor, do you know how the pastor always talking about everybody got a calling in church, right? So like you might have the calling to sing and pastor. Shout out to Pastor John. Pastor Blondie. John. Shout out to John. The biggest that? mentor. Who is that man? The Who is that mentor? Yo. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, that's good. But no, it's like he, you know, he preached on like how, you know, we all have our certain roles. And I came to grips with the fact that when you 
approached me the first time to say, hey, you want to serve? And we did the parking lot. I became I became that guy that's that that's like I'm like the protector. You know what I mean? Like that's what entered my heart. Seriously. Like I got to make sure you're going to walk in and walk out of church. Like that's my pride. You know what I mean? That's my giving to and you transformed. You stepped up and transformed that whole ministry, bro. Bro. Not only me, the guys that was you led the team, bro. It, yeah. it's, it's amazing what serving can do. Right. I had a lot of guys run out on me, but you run a tight ship, bro. You run a tight ship. I had the guys that stuck around. <laughs> yeah, and it's still going strong, bro. Well, uh, well little by little, little as by we little, recover yeah. from we, COVID. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But even but, now, like you moving me in, and you know, I'm I'm just at different station. The thing I love the most, right, is that if you're not there one week, the next week you come back. All the love is there, oh, bro. Oh my, <laughs> Everybody. bro! Where you was at? I was looking for you. You supposed <laughs> yeah. been right there. I was like, I wasn't here. I went on vacation. Yeah, I'm back now. Yeah, it's just beautiful to see. Yeah. It's beautiful to see, man, how you can impact. To, and, and people walking in off the street. That how many first time guests? How many a lot. have we tag team, bro? Oh, Literally, bro. got them. boom, bah. got them. Like look wow. at David. David slapped one of them the up stories. with love. Remember the guy David, uh, what he does, electrician or something? Yeah, beard. Yeah, still around the HVAC dude. He came back. He came one day. We open armed him, and now oh. every week he's there, yeah. straight from work, shorts on. He don't care. He doesn't I care. love it though, and that's what we love. Yeah, just right. come as you are, man. Let let Jesus work in you. Let him do work in process. Work in process, bro. So yeah, man. I'm anything else? Age for this dude? I know. I mean, we have so much to There's talk so about, much, like. Yeah. But I think we covered most. Yes, that was special. Thank you. Special, no, that, I appreciate y'all even having me here. This is, like, exciting to me. Um, isn't, isn't, I share my stories with y'all because, I, you know, like, I, I look at y'all like brothers. I love y'all dudes. Love you, bro. And yeah, to do you, this, to know that other people are going to hear this, I don't know, bro. It's, it, it makes <laughs> no. the hairs on your the back of right. your neck stand up, bro. When you realize that how how powerful the impact of your life is on other people, right? Because hearing other testimonies saved me a lot of time, and that's that's our prayer and that's our hope. You know, we we mentor a lot of young men, right? All of us together, and some of them have been through, been in jail. Some of them are. Uh, on their way back. On their way back. Um, That's a revolving door. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we want to keep it as real as possible. And in, in keeping real, we have to show love. Right. Um, we have to be there for them. And this podcast is part of that. So thank you, bro. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate um, it. Thank, thank you, you for bro. keeping a real 100. Thank you for allowing God to do the work in your life. Mm-hmm. And being an amazing father to those two, those three beautiful kids that you have, bro. Thank and, you and so it, much. Let me tell you something. You stepping up and allowing God to work in you and through you has changed their forever. Right. Forever by you being there, bro. So probably I've, a few minutes. I, I do feel like I play at that seat because even my oldest one, she says it sometimes. Like, I need to go back to church. And I say, what's stopping you? Hmm. Oh, but my grandfather, what's stopping you? You're 18 now. You can yeah. go by yourself. What's stopping you? Nobody's stopping and they, you. And the beautiful thing is they can encounter Jesus in their bedroom. Wherever, wherever they are. You know, even 
through this difficult COVID season with regulations being different in every state, who knows what. But they can literally encounter Jesus as they listen to this podcast. As they listen yeah. to the podcast. That's how beautiful it is, bro. So, bro, love you. Thank love you, you too, so man. much. Man. Appreciate y'all, guys. Appreciate you, bro. Thank, Thank you. you. man. Thank you, sir. And uh, we will see you on our next podcast. So stay tuned for more uh, leadership as we talk about spirituality, leadership, and personal growth. That's what real life is all about. Thank you, guys. We love you. We love you. Peace.